Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about the inner work. I want to talk to you about the inner work. I want to talk to you about what happens when we don't do the inner work. And this has come off the back of, I am sifting through. So a big part of my work at the moment is going through um, consultation forms and and inquiry calls for people signing up to work with me one-to-one and people signing up or inquiring to sign up about my coaching program, Evolve. So they're the two main ways at the moment that you can work with me on a one-to-one basis. One is open forever. My one-to-one work is open forever. The doors aren't closed. It's just subject to availability. I currently have availability. My coaching program, Evolve, is another way to work with me one-to-one. Um, however, there is a deadline on that. You'll need to inquire and sign up by the 17th of April. You'll find both details on my website, but that's where this episode has come from because I'm looking through and I'm chatting through people who've either inquired using the form or have inquired um, booking an inquiry call. And one of the things that always comes up when people are inquiring about my work is firstly, they find it through this podcast, which is why I'm so glad that I called it the inner work conversation, because I feel like it accurately reflects the work that we're about to do together. And one of the um, forms that came through, and if I keep looking, if you're on Spotify and if you can see me, I keep looking at my other screen and it's because the form is there. And one of the things that this lady says is I I was listening to the inner work conversation, thinking that I was doing the inner work, but as you were highlighting things back to me, um, I don't want to use their exact words, but basically as you as you were highlighting things back to me, I noticed I was just listening and nodding along to the inner work conversation and actually using that as a method to avoid the inner work. Now, I always make it really clear what my intentions for you are with each episode is not that you let this information wash over you, but you actually do something with it. And what I really love about this person is they've not just recognized in themselves that they've been listening along and nodding and being like, yep, 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 yep. But also they've now reached out to me and said, and I would like to do that work supported by you, which is amazing. That's I love it when clients reach me organically through the work they've already received from me. But what it also points out to me and looking at the other forms and the other phone calls that I've been on at the moment is what happens when we don't do the inner work. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Now, I want to be really clear in what I'm about to talk about. I'm going to talk about the impacts on your time, the impacts on your decision making and the impacts on your energy. They're the three areas that I'm going to be covering off with you today, where if you are avoiding the inner work, what you will see in your outer world and in your inner world as symptoms of that. But I do want to caveat this episode with one thing. When I talk about doing the inner work, I do not believe that that is the only work there is to be done especially for those of you, well, all of you are in business who listen to this podcast. There are times where it is appropriate for something to be an outer work issue. So if I give you an example, um, let's talk about something I've spoken about in a previous episode. I'll use myself as, as an example. So when I first started my business, there was inner work issues going on and there were outer work issues going on. I'll give you an example. I was really confident in my abilities as a coach when I started my business because I've been doing it for the last 18 years what I wasn't so confident about is selling my services what I wasn't so confident about was conveying what it was that I do really concisely really accurately and even to this day I'm still learning I'm still growing in those ways but I remember the feeling back then and that was both an inner work issue and an outer work issue the inner work was all about 
um, backing myself, finding the confidence within myself to back myself, finding the resilience and cultivating the resilience that it takes to keep banging the same drum so that people could start finding your work and paying attention to you and being served by your free work in order to find you as someone to come and work with. They were inner work issues because there was a part of me then that was like, this isn't working. I mustn't be good enough. Um, And all of the sort of inner, yeah, the, the inner work that I needed to do in order to facilitate me doing the outer work. What was the outer work? The outer work was literally, how do I build a website? It's not inner work. To work is, how do I build a website? And the outer work is stuff that we can outsource if we have the funds and the resources to do it. So I might choose to outsource some of my outer work because it detracts away from the inner work that I can do if I have the resources to do it. What else is a, is an outer work issue? An outer work issue is also getting support with your marketing. An outer work issue is also getting support with your admin and maybe getting a virtual assistant. So can you see there are things that are real business issues that are outer work issues, but are also affected by your inner work? Because and another way that that came up for me is and a, a real life issue is my house needs to be clean. And yes, those chores can be split up between the three of us who live here, or I can hire a cleaner. That's an outer work issue. I might have some inner work stuff going on that says, it's not okay for me to hire a cleaner because of my upbringing and some deconditioning from, oh, well, it feels bad for me to not do my own cleaning and I'm not being good service in my household because that was the way I was brought up, blah, blah, blah. So you can see there that there can sometimes be one thing going on and there's some outer work stuff there that is valid, but there's also inner work stuff to do as well. And something as simple as your house being clean can bring up both aspects of them. Right. So going into this episode, I've already said the outer work is important. It is valid. It is as valid in business as the inner work. But in this episode, I am only going to be talking about the inner work because quite frankly, that's the work that I do with my clients. I do not Okay, fine. As a result, let me read out some client feedback. As a result of the work that we've done together, I'm brave enough to put my truest, most authentic work out there. So I'm not an authenticity coach. I'm not a business coach who helps people to be visible online and authentically put themselves out there online. But more often than not, the people who come to work with me, they know how to do it. They, they don't need any guidance or lessons in how to do it. They've already got the skills and the knowledge in order to show up online. It's They're not doing it because of the inner work. Other feedback. I'm a confident leader in my business with clients, with my team, with my decision making. Right. So that particular person, they knew how to make decision making. And when they first came to me, I actually remember on their form them saying, I need help with my decision making skills no, they didn't. That was bullshit. They'd been in business, both in corporate businesses where you get taught what good decision making is look like. You get sent on courses for what good decision making is. it looks like. They wanted me to help teach them how to make good decisions. That wasn't the reason why they weren't making empowered, confident, grounded decisions. The reason was because inside of themselves, they weren't in a great place. They weren't trusting themselves. They weren't They weren't coming from an empowered place. So the inner work journey, the one-to-one four-month coaching that I did with them, helped them to step into their leadership 
and become that confident leader making decisions in their business. Other feedback, I show myself that I'm worthy of rest and things that bring me joy. That comes from a person who runs and owns a very successful business, a very established successful business. And on the outside, everyone looking at that person is like, wow, you're so successful. Wow, you're killing it in business. But on the inside, they felt like not successful at all because they were running up their own arse. (laughs) And so the work to do with that person was all about showing them that actually it is safe for you to build in structures inside of your business that help you to take steps back and help you to work energetically in a way that's suitable for you without your external results being impacted negatively. And that was what that person's journey was all about. So what I hope that I'm pointing out here is there's legitimacy and a place for the outer work. But what I also hope that I'm pointing out here is the results that can come from doing the inner work behind those outer decisions, behind those outer actions needing to be taken. So this episode is about what happens when we don't do the inner work, when we avoid it. And you can probably see, um, um, if you're on Spotify on on the video, I'm going through some of the feedback that I've got off these consultation um, forms and the calls that I've written notes on. And I want to talk to you in this episode about what happens with our time, what happens with our decision making, and what happens with our energy when we don't do the inner work, when we avoid the inner work. Um, And let me dive into it with our time. The first thing that people say to me sometimes is, I don't know if I've got the time to do this. And I hear in business podcasts, especially I follow one business podcast where um, the two guys who run it have talked about the inner work and how they will get round to doing the inner work once they've got all of these things established in their business, once they've got the time. But then they go on to talk about how not they don't say it explicitly, but how not doing the inner work shows up for them. And here's the here's the rub, right? A lot of people will come to this kind of work and they'll think that they haven't got the time to do it. Here's what I see. In fact, never mind, here's what I see. Let me read out to you some of the problems that my clients say that they're experiencing when they come to me for the first time. I am I am ruled and driven by fear. I'm acting from fear. And all of my inaction and my procrastination is also coming from fear. I'm afraid of failure. It manifests in me as avoiding things, procrastinating, self-sabotage, doing things poorly so I can ensure failure and therefore it's on my terms. I'm afraid of judgment from others. I won't be seen as to know my stuff, to know that I'm good enough. Who are you to do that? Everyone thinks that your work is shit. I'm time poor. I'm overworking. I'm struggling to take breaks. I'm controlling. I'm grasping on tightly. I'm holding on to work. I feel like a passenger in my own life. I'm rushing through. I'm not enjoying things. I'm physically there, but mentally elsewhere. I have a toxic relationship with my work, poor relationship with myself, poor decision-making. I'm holding myself back from doing my best work. I've developed detrimental habits trying to cope with overwhelm, but that is leading to long days, no boundaries, no balance, poor nutrition, lack of exercise. I'm I'm stuck in disempowering thought loops and catastrophizing. But my clients don't say this, but what I hear sometimes is, but I haven't got the time to spend on the inner work. And I'm like, okay, so what I want, what I wish that I could do, if this is you, what I wish that I could do with you is I wish I could be a fly on the wall and a fly on the wall who has like secret powers of being able to see what is going on in your inner world. And I wish that I was a fly with a watch and I would put a timer on every time the results of not doing the inner work was playing out in your outer world. 
because I tell you, I am so confident in this. You will have to arm wrestle me and I'm proper strong. You cannot convince me that the time it's taking for you not doing the inner work is less than the time it takes to do the inner work. And yeah, it takes time, right? To do this work, to do this work with me, like, so let's take my one-to-one work. You will be doing this inner work, right? And we get on fortnightly course. So there's like an hour to 90 minutes every single fortnight. But then when you get off the call, you will use your life and your business as your curriculum. And what I mean by this, it's like your playground, right? So what you'll do on the call with me is you'll uncover shit. We'll uncover shit. We'll work through shit. We'll figure some stuff out. We'll also, by the way, uncover and get rid of some of the toxic beliefs in yourself, some of the toxic relationships that you have with yourself. But then what you then go and do is through that lens, through the wiped down version of the glasses that you're wearing, you then go back into your business. You then go go back into your life and you navigate life and business using the new lenses that you're wearing. And through that time, that's why you have voice note access with me. Because through that time, it's really important to recognize that your development is not only happening on the calls, it's also happening in real time, which is where the voice note support comes in. Now, I say all of that to explain to you, it takes time. It takes energy. I price myself with my one-to-one work, not from a high price point because I think, aren't I the fucking bee's knees, balls, bollocks, I don't, whatever. I price myself so accordingly because that is the level of support that you are getting and also should reflect to you the amount of time that it does take to do the inner work. I'm not hiding that. I'm not ashamed of that. I think it's a positive thing. What I am talking to is those of you out there who go, yeah, but I'm already really time poor. Yeah, I'll bet you are. I'll bet you're time poor because all that list of things that I've just read, you best believe that is taking time. It's taking time in your business where you're procrastinating on things. It's taking time for you going about your business and doing all of the busy work. I see it every day. All of the busy work, you're doing all of the busy work, all of the busy things because your boundaries are poor. You will refuse to say no. You're trying to prove your worth and therefore you're really, really busy. And the work that we do puts you into a place where you value yourself, you value your energy, you value your time and attention. So yes, you are going to say no to things. Yes, and that's not even just verbally. These aren't the verbal contracts that we make with each other. This is also energetically pulling back and being like, I won't do that with myself anymore. I won't spend time in that place anymore. I will not entertain those thought loops anymore. Not from a place of, because I got down well say so, but because I recognize that we've done some work that we don't need to do that anymore. We don't need to operate in those thought loops anymore. So for those of you out there thinking, this all sounds quite costly in terms of time, this whole inner work stuff. Yeah, yeah, it does. Look at my bookshelf. If you're on Spotify, look at my bookshelf. How many hours do you think it has taken for me investing? I haven't read all of them, by the way. And by the way, just on the topic of books and stuff like that, I'm a firm believer. If I pick up a book and I get what I need from the first page, I'll put it back. And then like, I haven't read all of them is what I'm saying, right? But you look at them books, it's taken time to invest in reading them. And as a result of investing in reading them, I've got something from it, right? And my question to you is this, before I move on to the next point that I've got around decision-making, my question to you is this, if one of the concerns that you've got of doing the inner work is the the time thing and like, I'm already time poor, 
So is the return on my investment going to be good enough for me to invest in this inner work? Here's what I want to position and pose to you. And I genuinely want you to go away and think about this. If you are time poor, why do you think that is? Now, for some of you, there will be legitimate reasons. You will be a mother of new twins, like mother of twins. You run in a business, you run in several businesses and you are genuinely, you have, and maybe you're a carer for an elderly parent. There are genuinely obligatory, obligations. There are obligations that you are there, you need, you have to fulfill. However, I wonder how much time is being taken obsessing over things, people, people judging you. I wonder how much time is being taken on your inaction as a result of not wanting to fail. I wonder how much time is being taken with you taking everything on yourself and not being prepared to ask for support because you haven't built that skill yet and the emotional capacity to receive that and feel worthy of that. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I could go on and on and on. I wonder if you raised your self-awareness and you challenged some of the things that are taking you time, if you will get some time back. And not only that, and that's something I'm going to come on to in a minute. In fact, let me let me do decision-making last. Let me move on to this next one. I wonder how all of that would impact your energy. A lot of the time, so here's, here's currently their feeling. This is what my clients say to me when they come to me at the beginning. Currently, I'm overwhelmed. I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted. I'm confused. Not because I'm confused about what I do, but I'm struggling to allow myself to be the real me out there and in here. I don't feel good enough. I feel fed up of all of this and ready for change. I do not feel like I'm taking courageous action. I do not feel empowered. I feel like I'm working so hard and I'm not actually getting anywhere, right? Energetically, when you avoid the inner work, the way I always explain it, and you'll have heard me explain it like this on the inner work conversation before, it's a little bit like the way I see my clients, all of us, me too, we have this backpack, right? Like Dora the Explorer. We have this backpack on both straps because that's how we wear backpacks to protect our posture and our shoulders. And we're carrying it around all day. And when you don't do the inner work, when you avoid the inner work, what it's like is you're carrying around all of that shit in your backpack. And doing the inner work is like unpacking it. Not by the way, what what I believe, where I believe therapy and the work I do is very, very different is therapy unpacks it all and wants to understand the why. Why is that in the backpack in the first place? Where did that come from? How can we go backwards and heal some of those things? That is not the work that I do. And I wanna, I, I wanna be clear, if I get on a consultation call with you and I believe that therapy would be more suited, I'll tell you. And there are, by the way, some of my clients who do therapy at the same time as doing coaching with me. There are clients that I work with who've done therapy and have moved on to coaching with me. What I do is I help you unpack the backpack and I help you raise your self-awareness and reframe and reshift your perspective, unlearn conditioning that no longer serves you. Be honest with yourself without self-judgment, without criticism. And I make the things earn a place back in that backpack so that when you put the backpack back on you are carrying shit around that helps you come from a more resourceful place that's what I do with you what I do with you is I help you to understand where you're walking to in the first place 
while you're carrying the backpack. Because what's been weighing you down energetically is carrying that backpack around and you're so fucking tired that you've forgotten where you're walking to in the first place. And that is what my clients mean when they say, um, what's that one? I feel like I'm a passenger in my own life. I'm rushing through, but I'm not enjoying it. And this person who wrote that, by the way, is successful. They've got an amazing salary. They've got an amazing home. They run two successful businesses. And before that, they had a successful career. So you would look at them on the outside and be like, whoa, that does not match what you're telling me. And they feel shame about that. And what I see is someone who needs to empty that fucking backpack and realize again and reconnect to again that destination that they're heading to in the first place. That is one of the most beautiful things that I see with the work that I do is when my clients eyes fucking twinkle I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because the backpack is lighter they feel more resourced and they are eyes fixed on the destined the the direction that they are headed in there's an energy shift about them it is completely undeniable so when people say to me well energetically I don't know like if you're avoiding here's here's my point if you're avoiding the inner work the likelihood is you want more freedom from fear. This is literally what people say. I want more freedom from fear. I want to stop worrying. I want to have more quality free time. I want to understand myself and be able to spot my own triggers and not spiral and get stuck there. What does that say? This is about the way they feel inside and how that ripples out into their business. See, the energetically, what is going on within them is having an impact on their business because, and I'm going to go into this in a minute, in their decision-making, how they're spending their time on the inside and the energy that carries is then having a ripple effect out into their business. They want to live their life again happily and fulfilled, feel less overwhelmed, achieve balance through their boundaries. And that is, by the way, boundaries is not just about the boundaries that they're setting with other people. Where, yeah, a lot of the time, the boundaries that they're setting with other people and the things that they're saying yes to come from, I don't want to upset the alcohol. I don't want to expect or ask of too much from others. And a lot of the time, what they're wanting is to find peace within themselves, say yes to align work, make confident decisions, not just people pleasing ones. When you are doing the inner work, yeah, I'm not going to lie. There are parts where it is messy as fuck really messy. I've talked about it loads of times. I make no bones. I don't hide any of the messiness in the inner work that I do with clients. Sometimes unpacking that backpack, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job. And that is where they are heavily supported by me through those times. But what inevitably, what they find is they finish that journey more supported than ever by themselves by themselves, that. Because energetically, what I want my clients to feel is the energy behind realizing their own potential again. And what I find at the beginning is it's there, I see it in them. And a lot of the work that we do together is like clearing out some of the shit in that backpack unlearning some of the toxic habits and behaviors that they've been carrying into their business, unlearning some of the toxic behaviors and habits that they've been doing with themselves, showing themselves it's safe to let them go in order to actualize into their own potential. 
I remember on my very first podcast episode, I read something out from this book. So if you're on Spotify, you'll be able to see it. it's called A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. I'm going to read it out again because I feel like it is as relevant today as it was the very first time I recorded a podcast episode. Here's what it says. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God is within us. It's not just for some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Now, I don't care if the word God makes you feel uncomfortable. Get over that bit. The point is in the message. And the point is resonated in so many other books, in so many other podcast episodes that you will listen to, in so many other spaces where actually one of the things, and I find it with my own clients, one of the things that they're holding themselves back from the most is their own greatness. One of the one of the reasons why you're not launching that podcast is in case it's so fucking amazing. Then who will I be? And what, a lot of the time, what they're coming to me for initially is, I'm just really scared of it failing. Are you? Are you? I imagine that you are really scared of it failing. Are you? Are you also prepared for the success and what that could feel like? This very much leaks into those clients that I was talking about before, where they run successful businesses and on the outside looking in. On paper, they're nailing it. That is not how they feel in the inside. And a lot of that has to do with the backpack that they are carrying around, being weighing them down and bringing them back into a conditioned place, which is, I don't deserve that. This is also, by the way, also in this book, which I've recently read, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I'm going to read this, this bit to you as well, just so that you can see it is not just echoed in one place. It says, resistance feeds on fear. We experience resistance as fear, but fear of what? Fear of the consequences of following our heart, fear of bankruptcy, fear of poverty, fear of, fear of insolvency, fear of groveling when we try and make it our own, make it on our own and of groveling when we give up and come crawling back to where we started. Fear of being selfish, fear of being rotten wives or disloyal husbands, fear of failing to support our families, fear of sacrificing our, their dreams for us, fear of betraying our race, our hood, our homies, fear of failure, fear of being ridiculous, fear of throwing, throwing away the education, the training, the preparation that those we love sacrifice so much for, that we ourselves have worked our butts off for. Fear of launching into the void, of hurtling too far out there. Fear of passing some point of no return. Fear beyond which we cannot rescind, we cannot reverse, we cannot rescind. We must live this cocked up choice for the rest of our lives. Fear of madness, insanity, death. These are serious fears, but they are not the real fear. Not the master fear, the mother of all fears that's so close to us. Even when we verbalise it, we don't believe it. Fear that we will succeed. That we can access the powers we secretly know we can possess. We can become that person we sense in our hearts we truly are. This is the most terrifying prospect a human being can face because it ejects him at one go, he imagines, from all the tribal inclusions his psyche is wired for and has been for 50 million years. We fear discovering that we are more than we think, more than we are. 
more than our parents, children, teachers think we are. We fear that actually we possess the talent that our still small voice tells us. That we actually have the guts, the perseverance, the capacity. We fear that we can truly steer our ship, plant our flag, reach our promised land. We fear this because if it's true, then we become estranged from all that we know. We pass through a membrane. We become monsters and monstrous. We know that if we embrace our ideals, we must prove worthy of them. And that scares the hell out of us. What will become of us? Will we lose friends and family who no longer recognise us? Will we wind up alone in the cold, void, starry space with nothing to do and no, no one to hold on to? Of course, that's exactly what happens. But here's the trick. We wind up in space, but not alone. Instead, we are tapped into an unquenchable, unpalatable, inexhaustible, not undepletable, sorry, inexhaustible source of wisdom, consciousness, companionship. Yeah, we lose friends, but we find friends too in places we never thought to look. And they're better friends, they're truer friends, and we're better and truer to them. Do you believe me? Like, this shit is true. I don't care what anyone says. I've experienced it myself. I remember being petrified of quitting my job. I would not have the colleagues around me. I would not have the mentorship, the support. And who would I have if I don't have those things? You know, and will I be accepted still by the people around me when I show up online and they can literally see what I do and they think that it is wonky? I can relate to that so much. And I know that so many of my clients can relate to it too. And so from an energetic perspective, what seems to happen is we tell ourselves the lie that actually it's the fear of failure that I'm afraid of the most. Or is it? Or is it? Or is it that actually you do take the move, you do take the courageous action, you do do the bold things. As I said, we use our life and business as our curriculum in order, as a playground, in order to play this stuff out so that we can learn through our own actions, so that we can see that the world doesn't fall apart when we take the bold move, when we make that decision, when we have the difficult conversation with that person. And as Stephen Pressfield says, we step through a membrane, we become That is why my new coaching program is called Evolve, because that is exactly what I believe we are here to do. We're here to evolve. You're not here to be the same. And if you feel like I felt previously in this jacket that no longer fits, that is your sign that this work is yours to do. And I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you do it with me or someone else or through what mechanism you do it. What I care about is you stop bullshitting yourself that oh it's because of time it's because of my energy it's because I'm worried about the decision it's not those things are a they're a lie that we tell ourselves that is how that is what I believe they're a lie that we tell ourselves in order to avoid the true work that and so the last thing that I want to talk to you about is when we're not doing the inner work how it impacts our decision making and I think that I have already to be fair, sorry, bear with me. I'm just getting a call through. It's really important. I won't be a And right there was an example of living life and running a business when you are, you have obligations. That was a call from my son, you know? And even that, even that, how many times have you felt like, I can't make this decision right now what to do in this situation because I need to act professional. I need to look a certain way. 
That right there was evidence of me going, I'm in the middle of a podcast. However, my son is calling me. He is important, but I don't want to let these people down. So I'll just be honest with you and say, I'm taking a call off my son, right? These are, these are the empowered decisions. We think that they're all about raising our prices and making big, bold moves. What about the little things like, do I step out the room and own the fact that this is important to me? Or do I play these things down and do all of these things to just be perceived a certain way? That leads me very nicely into decision-making. The people that I work with, they want to feel grounded and assured, liberated from their fears, on purpose, intentional, strong on the inside, self-validated without their say-so. When you come from that place, and by the way, this isn't like we do the work and you make it, this is we practice it, and then you continue to practice it through this membrane that you've been through, right? In this more um, resourced place, because you will build tools throughout the work that we do together. But when we do this work, you are breaking through and you are accepting all of yourself. And that is both all of yourself in here and all of yourself out there so that you can be true to yourself in business, make empowered decisions about how you work, how you do things, how you how you like to navigate business as opposed to coming from a place all the time of treading on it's it's like what I see with my clients when they come to me is like they're navigating a minefield because they don't want to make a decision that makes them look a certain way or be perceived another way they don't want to be perceived as selfish or they don't want to be perceived as too much or they don't want to be perceived as not enough and so they're literally treading on eggshells through their decision making where I want them to be and where I position them to be by the time we've worked together is in charge and owning their decisions, even if making a decision they've just made was the wrong one. Because the the place that I'll get them to is allowing themselves to evolve out loud, growing out loud, not being ashamed of it. Not being ashamed that, oh, I made the wrong decision there. Do you know how many people, this was complete coincidence. I did not mean to set my business up smack bang before a pandemic. But do you know how much of that coaching around that time was my client saying to me, what the fuck do I do? do what do I do about furlough? What do I tell them? What do I tell them in this uncertain time when I don't have the answers and they're all looking to me for the answers? And I'm like, you lead. You lead in that you don't know the answers and you are navigating your way through it. And one of the biggest things that I got my clients to do during that time was fully and entirely own that they didn't need to have all of the answers in order to lead in their business. That. It's the same for you. It's the same for you. Even if you don't have a team, you do not need to have all of the answers to make empowered decisions. This is where, for those of you inside the Thrive First Method, and you come to me for the first time, and when we do the monthly zoom out, and I'm like, cool, so you've got your direction, you're heading in this month, and you're like, yeah, so now can we figure out the plan? Now can we figure out the how? And I'm like, no. Mm -mm. No, we can't. We're going to do that every single week when we come together for hour one. And I'm going to teach you the skills to make those decisions as you step through your month. You are not here to figure out the how. That's fucked. If you try and make a plan and you get into week one of your month and something swipes you completely off guard, whether that's something awful or something amazing that you could have never seen coming, but you're there sticking to your little rigid plan, 
you're going to realize that it's going to get fucked from week one. So no, we will not figure out the how. We will do the how as we step by taking one step in the right direction and going, was that a really good move? What's the next step? Sometimes we take a step and it's the wrong one, but we learn the skill. We develop the skill together of owning those steps and going, do you know what? It wasn't wasted because I learned from that. I learned from that. Not being in this frantic place of every single step that I take needs to be the right one or else, or else what? Or else you'll look like a failure or else you'll lose credibility or else what? That's the place that I get you to. That's the beauty of the inner work. That is the strength and the power of doing this work is you become more you in business. Your decisions become more aligned to you. The way that you work becomes more aligned to you. One of my clients has said this on a recent podcast episode. She really enjoys getting up at five o'clock in the morning and getting her work done between five and seven, but she hadn't been doing it because people were like, you're mad, you're crazy. That's, that's weird. So she was like, yeah, it must be weird. I won't do it. That's when she does her best work. More you. Not playing smaller, not playing bigger, more you. That's what I want for you, right? And in terms of time, I can only promise you that you will gain time back. That's that's all. And I can only promise you that it's not just the amount of time, it's the quality of it. The time you will spend in your business with yourself, with others, you'll enjoy it more. You And not just because you'll be having fun, because life and business will still throw fucking curveball after curveball at you. You know it, I know it. It's not your vision board life, it's life. <laughs> it's not your dream business, it's business. So what I want for you is to be equipped and to actually enjoy it, all of it, even the shitty bits. And when I say enjoy it, I don't mean going through with a big happy smile on your face. What I mean is actually experiencing your life and business, all of it, the highs and the lows, the highs without getting fixated and stuck there and the lows without getting bogged down and swamped down there, actually experiencing it all again, not avoiding it. That's what the beauty of the inner work is. I really am glad I wasn't going to do this episode. And when my phone went, I was just going to cancel the whole thing and just start again. And I'm so glad that I've recorded this. This is the truest expression that you're going to get from me. And so I am going to put a a very direct invitation out there If you feel called to join Evolve, which is a coaching program, and by the way, it's the most affordable way to work with me one-to-one, you get a one-to-one call with me every single month and you get led through, I'm going to call it a curriculum, but it's more of a framework. It's more of a loose framework for me to guide you through your personal development journey as being supported by me please apply. Please apply before the 17th of April. And that is an application to assess mutual fit, right? I want to make sure just as I do with my one-to-one work, because we work so closely together, I want to make sure that it's right for you. So please don't feel intimidated by, oh, it's, it's like an interview. It's not. It's just more of an honest mutual assessment. Is this right for you? Do I feel like this is the right thing for you? And my one-to-one work, I have got spaces available at the moment. If this work calls to you, I ask you to inquire and to get on. It's just a chat. It's it's like this. This is what we do. And we chat it all through and we check that it's right for you. And then we begin. The inner work is one of the most life-changing things I think that you can ever do. And I am learning more and more that it's my craft. 
I recognize that there are people out there who help you with your search engine optimization on your website. I recognize that there are people out there who will help you with your marketing and your branding. I recognize there are people out there who can help you be a better cook. I recognize there are people out there who can help change the tire on your car. I recognize my work. This is my work. And if this is the work that you are here to do, I'm inviting you into it. So I hope this episode has served you. And I also hope, by the way, if we don't work together, I hope this has shifted your perspective on how you come to my podcast episodes. I will say, I do believe that there is only so much um, value you can get from listening to my podcast episodes. This does not scratch the surface of the work that we do together. And so if you've been someone who's been like, I'm getting loads from the podcast, please take this as your message to say, you could be getting a hell of a lot more through the work that we do together. So whether that's through the Thrive First Method, whether that's through my one-to-one work, or whether that's through Evolve, my coaching program, I am inviting you in. Please come and do this work with me. It would be a joy to have you in there. Thank you. Please never forget, I'm always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.